0: This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. This is a Business Radio special, Love and Money, the business of Valentine's Day. Hi, everybody. I'm Dan Loney, and welcome to our Valentine's Day special. In the upcoming hour, we're going to explore how the connection between love and your wallet is seemingly stronger than ever. Did you talk about money before you and your partner got married or started living together? Well, our next guest looks at the relationships around Valentine's Day and how they can be significantly impacted by financial issues. Dr. Brad Klontz is a financial psychologist and also managing principal at Your Mental Wealth Advisors. Dr. Klontz, great to have you with us today. Thank you for your time.
1: Happy to be here, Dan. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Uh, Is... Are are financial issues really one of the top elements that can impact a relationship?
1: It's such an unromantic thing to say, but yes, they are. Um, You know, conflicts over money, the number one cause of conflict and divorce, especially in the early years of marriage, it's also a really common thing for couples to fight about.
0: Is it probably one of the, the most important things that couples don't talk about before they get married?
1: It's so true. Like, you know, Usually around the second, third, maybe fifth date, somebody has floated the question, would you like to have kids someday or where would you like to live? But rarely do we have the conversation around money that we so desperately need to have. What are your financial goals? What are your financial fears? Where do you see yourself financially, you know, five, 10 years from now? So this is something that we tend to skip over and then we run, we run into it um, quite often in a very stressful way later on.
0: Are, are we just fearful of bringing up the question?
1: I think so. I think, you know, money is a taboo topic when they do surveys, Um, for example, of parents. Parents would rather talk to their kids about the birds and the bees than about finances. And I think it is the number one source of stress in the lives of Americans. This has been true for over a decade now. Um, when you when you ask people what stresses you out most, it's money. So it's, it's a stressful topic, and we have a tendency to want to avoid things that are stressful.
0: Are there are there times at the year, uh, uh, at different points of the year, where these conversations normally end up occurring? Uh, and, and not that necessarily Valentine's Day would be one of them, but I would think maybe around Christmas, maybe around the New Year's, th- that these types of conversations may very well come up and may cause that stress.
1: It's so true, and, and a lot of times it has to do with triggering events. So you had mentioned the holidays. So what can happen is some disagreements around how much we want to spend or how we're going to allocate our resources. New Year's too can be another time where people start to set goals. And sometimes we're not on the same page there. But, but often around these sort of triggers around expenditures are quite often areas in which some of that disagreement comes
0: to the surface dr brad klontz joining us he is a financial psychologist and also managing principal at your mental wealth advisors you talk about kind of the process of people getting together and invariably that conversation comes up at some point i would imagine the first kind of hint that you're getting to that kind of a conversation is asking a person what job they have what do you do for a living
1: Right. Absolutely. Um, So we'll generally have a sense of that. But how often does that get followed up with, so how much credit card debt do you are you currently carrying or student loan debt? Or what is your attitude towards, you know, those types of instruments of borrowing? Um, And, you know, what's your what are your goals for retirement? So it's a much deeper conversation, I think, that really we should all be having. And it's not too late if you're already in a relationship. I think it's a great thing to do is to go back and have that conversation because and if you dig a little bit deeper, now you're talking to a financial psychologist, of course. So one of the things I want people to talk about is what was it like for them growing up around money? What did their parents teach them about money? What are their biggest fears, and their biggest goals around money? And, and in my work with couples who've been in conflict around money, sometimes for years and years and years, going back and having that conversation to really help you understand your partner's psychology around money and what it was like for them growing up. It really does put a lot of things into context.
0: So, how do you bring up the topic of money in the most painless way? Because I can't imagine that coming straight out and asking the debt question on the first, second, or maybe even the third date is probably the way you want to approach it.
1: Yeah, that's it's not a great way to start. But I think I think one of the ways to start that is a really exciting place to start is to start asking about you know what are your your goals for the future. What are your financial aspirations? And this is actually a fun way to go about doing the B word budgeting, um, which can be a, you know an uncomfortable experience for many Americans, which is why many Americans avoid it. Um, but to think about more of as a spending plan, like how, where do you want to put your resources? What are the val- What do you value most? Where do you see yourself? 10, 20, 30 years from now, financially. And that's a real exciting way to, to get into that conversation.
0: Yeah. The, the budget conversation is probably not, not the most romantic one that you ha- need to have, but it's probably one of the most important that you will have in the course of a relationship with somebody.
1: It's so true. And, and I like backing into it with what do you really want to spend your money on? Because one of the mistakes we make in couples, you know, in terms of budgeting in general, too, Is you know, I know when my wife wants to talk to me about our spending, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, she wants me to stop spending money in these certain ways that are important to me. So it becomes, you don't want, you want to avoid that battle. So one of the great ways to do that is to to actually sit and think about what are my goals around spending? What do I want to, what do I want to have? And we just did a study where we had people develop really specific goals and actually create pictures of those goals. And we saw a 73% bump up in savings because people got so passionate about putting money aside for something that they really, really wanted. If you would, if you start from the point of view of like, let's think of all the things you love and cut them out of your life. Nobody wants to have that conversation.
0: We're joined by Dr. Brad Klontz, who is a financial psychologist. So then in terms of of talking about money, is there just a, a general feeling that it is kind of a taboo until you probably get engaged to somebody Because it's not that conversation that you want to have uh, right off?
1: Well, even then, couples don't do it. So I think as you're starting to determine whether somebody's a good fit for you, you're going to be asking all sorts of deeply personal questions. And I would just encourage you to to put money on the table. And in in terms of philosophy, especially, like, what is your philosophy around savings or, um, you know, retirement or spending? And just to sort of dig a little bit deeper because this is going to have a profound impact on your relationship and you're certainly not avoiding some of the other big questions so just add those to the list
0: you talk about the fact that there are different personalities that 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 people may have surrounding the issue of money take us a little deeper into that
1: yes we've done a ton of research on what we call money scripts which are beliefs about money that many of us have we all have them they're typically in our subconscious minds we haven't really thought about them But they come directly from what our parents taught us, from our socioeconomic status in childhood, sometimes even from our grandparents. So we call these money scripts. We all have them. And what we see in couples who are in conflict, quite often what they have is differing beliefs around money. You know, for example, it's it's really important to save. This could be a belief that was passed down to you. If you come from a poorer environment, perhaps it's like, you know, there's not enough money. So why bother saving? So we all have these beliefs that come directly passed down to us. And many times in couples, when we're not getting along around money, we're having these conflicting beliefs that sometimes go back for generations.
0: So then what do you do if you, if you do have a couple that has just different uh, philosophies around money?
1: So when you dig deep enough, everybody has some different philosophies around money in terms of their relationships. And I think one of the ways that we've worked effectively with couples in conflict is by going back and having that conversation that I wish you would have had on the third date around money. And, and by getting to understand your partner's psychology around money, what it was like for them growing up, what their parents taught them, what their fears are all about, this isn't a conversation that anyone has. So, so quite often, this is the first time your partner's ever really thought about this. So they're going to be gaining some insight. You're going to be gaining insight in, into them. And what I've found is this really sort of le- lessens some of the tension around some of these issues we've been struggling around. And then, of course, you move from there to negotiating an agreed-upon solution.
0: But I would imagine that if if you have a couple, or even if it, if it's post-relationship where they have broken up or divorced, uh, you have a situation where one person is, is very well off, the other person does okay, but not in the same range. That can create all kinds of issues in that dynamic, especially if you're already at the point where you've had kids.
1: Absolutely. And, and part of what I think you're getting at there socioeconomic status ends up being sort of a different cultural experience. So whether you're lower middle class or ultra wealthy rich, you have an entirely different set of experiences that go along with that money. And so quite often um, it's almost learning a new language and finding ways to value what's important to your partner while also taking care of what you know needs to be taken care of.
0: Brad, thanks very much for your time today. greatly appreciate it.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Dr. Brad Klontz, financial psychologist and managing principal at Your Mental Wealth Advisors.
1: For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.